I'm live on ComedySchoolsRadioNetwork.com. I am live on Facebook Live. I am now live. I'm going live on YouTube. All three. Three minutes late on three different devices, but we are here. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Tony Visick. Your name is... um, your name is Ali Remand. No, it's not. Ali Remand was like a, a weatherman where I grew up in St. Louis. Why did that pop into my head? Why do things like that pop into your head? I don't know, but it's a head popping night. Uh, good evening. This is our Saturday night special. Uh, this is uh, Living on a Thin Line with Tony Visick. We come to you every day at 2 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, except, except Saturday night. When we ain't got nobody, we got some money because we just got paid. Except for Saturday night when we come to you at 7 p.m., which was originally we were called at the Comedy Jubilee. But uh, we don't do it really any different than we do the 2 p.m. show. Uh, we thought we were going to, but you know what? It just, it, the, 2 PM flow, it, the 2 p.m. show flows. It flows, man. So why mess with that flow? So uh, this is your daily diversion from all the anger, anxiety, and hoopla going on uh, in the world today. Hello, Diane Howell. Hello, Tina and Michael Lawson. Um, so, uh, kind of a nice day today. I took a little break, if you will. Uh, here's a couple things that we did. Uh, Shirley and I, the wife and I, uh, took a ride out to the Maricopa Food Pantry. If you ever watch American Pickers, and I don't watch American Pickers often, but I have watched it on occasion. If you ever see a, uh, episode, uh, that's coming to them from Arizona and they're at a place called Raceway. The Maricopa Food Pantry is out that way. Raceway is a um, one of those bars with like a lot of license plates on the wall and stuff hanging from the wall, and a lot of uh, 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 white people who wonder wonder why they still can't smoke inside, uh, and a big outdoor patio as well with all sorts of wagon wheels and I think a stuffed bear. So American Pickers were out there anyway. Out there, a mile past there, out in the desert is um, a Christian church, which I know well because uh, they hold twelve step meetings there. And uh, it's where the Maricopa Food Pantry distributes food every Saturday morning. And we uh, make a weekly donation to them. And you know what? We pick up some good, uh, some good carrots and peas, too. We make a weekly donation to them based off of the money that we made or haven't made off of our regular Sunday night stand-up comedy show, which is uh, Tony Vizic presents Sunday Night's Funnier. So we took a ride out there today. Uh, we did go to Goodwill. Damn it, we went to Goodwill. We went to the dollar store. Damn it, we went to the dollar store. I live in Maricopa. It's not like there's a Neiman Marcus here. And if there was a Neiman Marcus here, it would just be here to be closed. The dollar store will remain forever. Uh, And then we did a little grocery shopping. So a pretty full day. Uh, I've done a little swimming. Uh, I've done a little talking on the phone. I haven't done any politicking. I had to tell the Democratic Party today or tell someone from the Democratic Party who contacted me that I will not be running for office during this election cycle. I don't have any interest in it right now. I have an interest in it. I'm just not ready. Um, Am I a little upset? I'm a little upset. I'm not a lot upset. I won't let myself get a lot upset. There's nothing I can do about most of the things that people are upset about nowadays, nor can they. But uh, we're seeing, of course, a big spike in cases in Arizona. A big spike. And because of that big spike, you're seeing a reclosing. And it's going almost on a case-by-case basis with uh, restaurants and clubs, et cetera. Then decided they have to shut down. Decided they have to shut down. And I'm a little angry because there's no leadership on what's going on 
in our country today. None, zero. If there was leadership, there'd be a national strategy to deal with a national uh, crisis, and that national leadership would also be coordinating with the world to deal with a worldwide crisis. But instead, it's being left up to individual restaurants and bars, practically. And it'll be left that way until, uh, and let's hope this doesn't happen. It gets so serious that then there has to be some sort of imposition and some second wave of closings, and that's going to be really, really nasty. So I'm a little upset today that I now live in a hot spot. You know, if you track this thing from the beginning, if you were watching the news, if you were, uh, like me, a news junkie, and you started seeing the reports out of Wuhan, China, you go, well, that's weird. And seeing videos of people being drugged out of their house because they had the virus and they were being sent off to quarantine. And they started hearing the reports from Italy. It was like a distant drum, a distant drum. And the uh, famous American phrase, it can't happen here, began to crumble in your eyes and heart and mind and soul. So, uh, and now, and then it came to New York, and now it's come to Arizona. So, uh, Shirley and I are doing everything we can to be as cautious as possible. We have been incredibly cautious, and I think if I'm going to say what I'm upset about anything, it's the fact that so many of us were cautious when other people were throwing caution to the wind, and uh, I read a great quote supposedly attributed to Glenn Danzig from the band Danzig, who did that great song, Mother! Tell your children not to take my hand. Uh, That uh, you could really tell if someone could be self-governed or not by if they put their grocery cart away. The people who will unload a grocery cart and then just leave their grocery cart sitting where they had it or let it roll out in the middle of the street, those people cannot self-govern. And those people that won't go, what the hell, I'll put on a mask, I'm going in the store, I'll be there a half hour and then I'll be out. That won't put on a mask, cannot self-govern. They cannot. And because a good portion of our brothers and mothers and fathers and sisters and uncles and cousins have the inability to self-govern, we may see an even greater imposition of major government. I don't know. I'm just saying. So uh, I was a little upset by that today. Otherwise, man, I had a great day. I had a great day. Uh, you find ways to have a great day. I had a great day because I got to wake up next to my beautiful wife. Uh, hang out with my dogs, Roscoe and Chica. Uh, because we live in a, really, after, after my subdivision where I live in Maricopa Meadows, it's rural, it's desert rural. It's farm and desert, farm and desert. So because we live there and I've got some green space to walk around in, uh, I've had a lot of um, uh, what appears to be freedom. And I was able to spend a nice time with uh, someone I love and talk to people I love and have a pretty good day and you extract these gems from uh, the mountain of madness. You have to extract gems from the mountain of madness. And I certainly have. What was that, Cheryl? Thank you. Thank you. The producer says, uh, well put. And I hope you think so, too. So anyway, uh, cotton fields. That's right, Jerry. We are surrounded by cotton fields, but not just cotton fields, corn fields as well. Weird thing about uh, Arizona soil is that um, when uh, European settlers, I don't know what you call it now, got here, they discovered an amazing thing, that this ground, the dirt in Arizona, was really conducive to cotton growing and other forms of agriculture. There was just a lack of water. What they did discover were a couple of things. One thing they discovered is there are great rivers running under the ground 
in Arizona. Mighty rivers that run under the ground, all connected to the once mighty Colorado River. And because of our allotment of Colorado River water, we have a lot of agriculture in Arizona, a place that looks extremely dry, actually has a lot of agriculture. And I think one of the most beautiful sights I ever see is when I'm driving along out on some country plain and I see acres and acres and acres of uh, really symmetrically put together uh, cotton or wheat or corn and I see a thresher out there and I go, that is man at their best. That is man using, using the good earth to sustain themselves and others. So we got a lot of that out here. So anyway, um, that's that on all that hoo-ha. So uh, that's right. There's cotton fields out here. Um, you can walk along and just pick cotton on the ground here. And I, I don't want to get into anything. There's just cotton here, okay? So um, yes, this show is built. What's that? An alfalfa. An alfalfa. Not the guy from the Little Rascals. We don't grow Little Rascals. Out. We got some Little Rascals out here. My grandson comes to visit, and he's a Little Rascal. But that's not what we grow. She's talking about the, um, and I don't even know what alfalfa is used for, to be honest with you. I hear, well, we grow alfalfa, and I go, what do you do with that? I think you feed it to hogs. That's what I think you do with alfalfa. So, uh, anyway, enough about all that. Uh, this show is built around three things. It is uh, interaction. Hello, Shelly Austin. It is interaction with you, the audience, uh, with your questions and comments here on Facebook Live, YouTube, Comedy Schools, and Comedy Schools Radio Network.com, and me sharing with you little knickknacks or hoo-ha or memorabilia I have laying around the home office, and sharing with you, recommending two pieces of music or artist based on my vast and mighty album collection, and I've got it all lined up for you today. I do want to tell you a couple things before we move forward. Hello, Mike Ramsey, you funny SOB. Uh, hello, Brother Jer. Um, tomorrow night, I am, for the first time since March 15th, going to do a live show. It's in a club that has uh, worked very hard to have safe social distancing. Uh, we are working hard to make sure that uh, all of our artists are safe as well and how we bring them on and off stage, etc. But we will be live in Glendale, Arizona. I keep saying Glendale, California, but it's Glendale, Arizona at Stir Crazy Comedy Club. Wonderful club, ran by a wonderful guy named Tom Sims. Uh, we're going to be there tomorrow at 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. You're going to have to watch for updates tomorrow if I'm going to be able to Zoom that show for you. And if I can, I'm going to bring artists in from around the country who will perform kind of like I'm performing for you for a live audience. We hope we can pull that off. Uh, we're doing that. Then Tuesday night is the free intro, ladies and gentlemen, the free intro to our stand-up comedy workshops. This is the comedy workshop that is seeing people go all the way from their first workshop to national television, 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. In order to watch, participate, hang out, and listen, go to ComedySchools.com, get your meeting codes, links, password, etc. And then Tuesday night, you'll be able to listen to me uh, talk about something different than what I'm talking about right now. All right, let's get to the stuff. Uh, Tina Michaelos says, do I grow buckwheat too? No, but I grow spanky. I grow spanky and alfalfa. Okay, and uh, uh, Darling. What was her name? Darla? Darla. Darla. Little Darla. All right. What have I got for you tonight in the knickknack category? It's uh, kind of sad looking, but it's fun. It's a bobblehead. That's right. We're back to bobbleheads, ladies and gentlemen. And that's an odd looking one. Look at that. There's a guy with a Superman suit. Look at that. There you go, my YouTube fans. Comedy Schools, Radio Network.com. Listen to the sound of the bobblehead. Feel the bobblehead. Yeah, and he goes all the way around, round and round and round and round and round and round and round. So who is this? This is a Sheldon. Turn around and say hi, Sheldon. Sheldon from the Big Bang Theory. It's a bobblehead 
of Sheldon from the Big Bang Theory, which uh, I probably watched two entire episodes of. And I think it was some sort of electronic bobblehead where you could put a battery in it, uh, battery. Uh, so, uh, and then it does something. I don't know. We're going to find a little battery and put it in there. But that's it. Uh, Sheldon from the Big Bang Theory. Okay, the guy who played the sort of um, autistic genius on the show. They all played complete nerds on the show. So um, uh, we got another bobblehead, and we're sharing it with you. Uh, what are my connections to the Big Bang Theory? I knew the producer of the show, Mark Roberts, in the early day of my stand-up career. Uh, there were occasional clubs where I worked. I said Sheldon. Is it Shelson? No, it's Sheldon. Did I say Shelson? No. No, Sheldon. Sheldon. Yeah, I know that's backwards, but you can make it up. Sheldon. This is great for the dyslexics because uh, they can read that. That makes sense to them. Uh, there it is, Sheldon. Sheldon for the Big Bang Theory. We're going to set him there for our YouTube fans to be able to stare at his head. Uh, I can pop it every once in a while. Uh, I knew Mark Roberts uh, early in my career. He went on to become a writer, a television writer, and worked with um, Chuck Lorre. Chuck Lorre. And when Chuck Lorre began producing television shows, brought him out as associate producer and kind of gave him that show to produce because it is a Chuck Lorre production. I never met Chuck Lorre. I don't know Chuck Lorre. Chuck Lorre uh, wrote and produced and created uh, Two and a Half Men and other shows. And I had friends who worked on those shows. So I have a tenuous connection to Sheldon from the Big Bang Theory because of people I knew a long time ago in my youth. Um, if you do go out to a store and there are secondhand stores near you and you feel comfortable going in them, if you're wearing a mask, you got gloves, you buy a hand sanitizer, all that stuff, which is what I bring with me everywhere that I go, Shirley and I do, uh, and you find any bobbleheads, buy one. They're fun. Don't go ordering them on eBay. That sucks. It's like, all right, so what? Big deal. It's the hunt. It's the hunt, ladies and gentlemen, that makes things exciting. And we now have a total. I do not collect bobbleheads, yet I have a total of now 16. 16. Uh, what did Shelly also say? Just witnessed. Oh, I just missed that. I want to see that. Uh, just witnessed the Sahara Sand Cloud in Wilmington, North Carolina at sunset. Live on Zoom with my friend. Live live on Zoom with my friend. Okay. Uh, Franny Stone goes, I'm in Florida. Does that mean I missed it? I don't know, Franny. Um... But let's find that out, okay? Let's find that out. Yeah, there is a giant dust storm blowing all the way from the Sahara all the way across the world to the United States. Uh, that seldom happens. That's what I've been told. And so uh, it is an interesting time that we live in. I do not believe that that dust storm will reach Arizona. We have plenty of good dust storms on our own. We call them in Arizona. They're called haboobs. Haboobs. They weren't always called hubooms in Arizona. They used to be called dust storms. But uh, after the first Gulf War, where many of uh, the American servicemen who uh, served there uh, witnessed and were uh, engulfed with gigantic uh, uh, dust storms uh, there in, uh, the, in Kuwait, in Iraq, they found out that the term for it there was haboob, and they brought it over here, and it stuck. And we have those in Arizona. If you ever saw the movie uh, Bound for Glory about Woody Guthrie, uh, made way back in the 70s, but a great film with David Carradine, there is a, a scene that shows it's digitally made or done through animation, shows a dust storm rolling across the Oklahoma plain. And I remember seeing that movie when I was quite young and thinking, wow, what an incredible special effect. But more to the point, that's what the people in the Great Plains dealt with in the 1930s. Then sure enough, 
I moved to Arizona where they're kind of a, a regular occurrence. You will be outside and all of a sudden you'll look and there'll be a dust storm. coming. The first time I ever saw a dust storm in Arizona, I was crossing the street from an apartment to the Tempe Improv. I had to look down the street and I saw a wall of dirt. And I went, oh my God, this is going to be horrible. It's going to be horrible. And I got across there and I was asking the manager to go, what is that? What is that? What is that? Should we, should we be running? And they were just smiling at me. Finally, they went, it's a dust storm. We have them all the time. But they are stunning to behold. And then all of a sudden, you're engulfed in them. And then they leave. And then your pool's all fucked up. So uh, then you got to clean your pool. <laughs> Let's see what we got here. Uh, Franny Stone says, the sunrise and sunsets are said to be unusually beautiful. Shelly Austin says, it's really good for the marshes in North Carolina. So maybe it's a good thing. It's Mother Earth deciding that dirt needs to go from one part of Mother Earth deciding that part of her has to move from one spot to another. And who are we to say no? Uh, all right, let's get to the um, music here. And I got a bunch of stuff I dug out. All right, so, uh, and I'm just looking to see what's going to be really, really great and kind of grab you here. I got so much great stuff. Um, and I got some really goofy stuff too. That's not good. It's a good. Um, no, 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 no. We already did Al Green. We already did that. We already did that. We already did that. Let's go with this. Let's go with this. What am I recommending? I'm recommending the Supreme's Reflections. I would always recommend the Supreme's. I will always. Now, this is not just the Supreme's. This is Diana Ross and the Supreme's. That's what we're looking at here. Diana Ross and the Supremes, not just the Supremes. Uh, and this is after, I believe, Flo Ballard had left the group. Uh, this is an interesting album because look at the album cover. It looks kind of trippy. This is a late 60s, a late 60s release. Uh, and this is when uh, Motown was trying to, um, Motown not realizing what, I don't know if they did not realize what pioneers and trailblazers they were and what a unique sound and euphoric sound they had created. They must, but having a fear that they would be um, washed away in the tide of uh, psychedelia made in, uh, this album for Diana Ross uh, and the Supremes, or they made it together. And uh, on it, of course, is the very trippy, very trippy reflections. Okay, it does not have the same rhythm or beat, or backbeat, or downbeat, or any of that of early of early uh, 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 Supremes tunes like uh, uh, "Where Did Our Love Go," baby, baby. Uh, a lot of people don't know this, but the uh, very beginning of "Where Did Our Love Go" to that was uh, they went and got some plywood and built like a little tiny stage, and people just kind of danced on it to give that sound that opens up uh, Where Did Our Love Go. But Reflections opens up with a real kind of trippy, psychedelic-y kind of uh, musical interlude as they go into Reflections. It's a great song. It's a great song. Okay. Uh, also on here, they do a version of uh, What the World Needs Now is Love and also Up, Up, and Away, which um, I believe I believe is uh, written by the same guy who wrote MacArthur Park, Jimmy Webb. Uh, and it was a big hit for the, uh, the Fifth Dimension. Uh, they also do Ode to Billy Joe. Uh, Forever Came Today, I Can't Make It Alone, In and Out of Love, and Ba Ba Ba. So um, the big hit was Reflections. I think it was the only hit. And what we began to see here, especially with, I think, Dozier Holland and Dozier no longer being the songwriting team of uh, Far Motown that wrote all those great hits, are part of that uh, songwriting team breaking up. 
was uh, not a, um, a change. So Reflections was a Holland Dozier and Holland song. All right. And then after that, Forever Came Today is a Holland Dozier song. Uh, then somebody, a guy named Holloway. In and Out of Love is a Holland Dozier, Holland song. Or maybe it was that they were attempting to, um, they were attempted to keep up with the times. Of course, uh, what the world needs uh, now is love. Of course, there's a Hell, David and Burt Backrack song. Anyway, even though it's not a great, it's not one of the great collections of Supreme's music, it is still a great collection. And if you only hear the Supremes when every once in a while you turn on an oldies radio station, or if you haven't heard them at all in a while, YouTube the Supremes. First off, when you see their television appearances, you're really looking at another world. Another world entirely. And it's a world that um, I have no interest in going back to, but one that I oftentimes miss to a certain degree. So we definitely want to check out the Supremes. Uh, then... Uh, let me find something really, really great. Something really, really great. I got all kinds of stuff here. No, uh, no, 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 no. Ah, okay, all right, okay, 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 okay. Um, Franny Stone is asking if we're going to play it. No, Franny, we're not. Um, all we do on this show is recommend and hope that you'll YouTube it and that we hope that by us recommending it and YouTubing it that we've done kind of a cool service for you. We, uh, we do not have a music license in order to play this music. So all we do is recommend and talk about it, okay? Uh, and we only got 30 minutes, and as you can tell, I, uh, I have a way of uh, just going on and on and on and on. So, uh, so that's what we do here. YouTube Reflections by the Supremes. Watch the video. I mean, what's cool is to go back to early black and white of the Supremes and then see them in the late 60s, early 70s on shows like The Ed Sullivan Show in Living Color and see the, uh, the changes and listen to the changes in the sound. It was really quite stunning. This, you know what I love about doing this show? I'm going to tell you one of the things I love about doing this show is we've got people, of course, watching from uh, North Carolina. We've got people watching from Florida. We've got people watching from Los Angeles. We've got people watching from Missouri. And i got someone watching from right across the street. <laughs> hey, buddy, how are you? <laughs> All right. This next piece of music ties in with something we did the other day. It's called Hourglass. Hourglass. Okay. Uh, there we go. Hourglass. Who is Hourglass? Hourglass is Greg and Dwayne Allman right before they became the Allman Brothers. This was their uh, band right before they became the Allman Brothers. Uh, Paul Hornsby was on uh, horns, a well-known horn player. Uh, then the rest of the guys, I don't know. Uh, Jesse Willard Carr, um, Mabron McKinney, and Johnny Sandlin, along with Greg and Dwayne. So we talked about Allman Brothers the other day, earlier this week. We had an album called uh, Greg and Dwayne Allman. And uh, there we saw, uh, we could hear a little, a little of what the Allman Brothers were going to become. It was a group they were in with Butch Trucks. It was really a... It was really a group called um, the 13th of February, I believe, 13th of February. Um, and Greg and Dwayne had just joined by the time 13th of February put out his second or third album. And they made what was, for the most part, a demo album. And then that band broke up. So, But you heard early Greg and Dwayne with uh, uh, this band, uh, 13th of February. Then they went out and formed their own band, Hourglass. Here's the album. All right. And... 
once again, you come close to hearing the uh, great Almond Brothers sound, but not quite there. Uh, I'm trying to look and see if there's anything that really stands out here. Um, the only, you know, what's interesting is there's, a, it's a double album. They did a double album. Nobody knew who they were, and they did a double album. Uh, and there's nothing here that really stands out. We go, oh, I remember this song. And of the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one. Of the twenty-two songs on this double album, Hourglass, featuring Greg and Dwayne, only um, only one, two, three, four, five. Well, six. Six of them are, are, pe are, are penned by uh, Greg Allman. They do a version of Norwegian Wood, which is a Beatles tune. Uh, they do, um, let's see what else they do here. Um, they do a Curtis Mayfield tune, I've Been Trying. Uh, Power of Love. Anyway, uh, if you want to hear something, go, oh, wow. I can really see the evolution. Google Greg and Dwayne Allman album, 13th of February. And let's do a couple tracks there. Then Google our YouTube Hourglass, and you'll be able to uh, see the evolution from the Greg and Dwayne album to Hourglass, and then put on live at Fillmore East, and then go, fuck, how did that happen? Just incredible sound that still stays with us today. Part of the reason, there's two reasons why Greg and Dwayne Allman uh, uh, made such indelible music, and one is their music had a root in something that came before them. They had a love of past music that they then were able to make their own, which so many of the uh, 60s musicians did. Uh, they practiced nonstop. They lived, eat, ate, and breathed music nonstop. Uh, uh, Dwayne oftentimes just sleeping days on end at the Muscle Shoals studio, you know, and doing nothing but waking up and playing, waking up and playing, then passing out, then waking up and playing. And there was that bond between the two brothers that created that incredible music. So uh, Brian Horan says that Deb knew Greg as a child, but yet not Dwayne. Yet not Dwayne. Hmm. You know, Champ de Blasio is here. Uh, Champ, uh, and Champ de Blasio is on, and Champ de Blasio does great pizza reviews of restaurants in and around his uh, area on the East Coast. I enjoy watching them very much. I talked about them the other day because then it makes you love pizza even more and make you want to eat good pizza. But uh, Champ... If you're watching right now, you can answer a question. Is there something genetically deficient about people that put pineapple or anchovies on pizza? Or is it just something people do? I think that the American public wants to know. And if anybody can answer, Champ, if you're watching, you may have, uh, if you, let's see here. Brian Horan says uh, she, wasn't, she wasn't born when Dwayne passed. So she, all right, so Brian, so your wife, uh, your wife knew... Greg Allman, when she was a little kid and he was living in California. Got it. That makes sense. That makes sense. Okay. So um, two pieces of music there. Go back and uh, uh, YouTube or Google uh, Diana Ross of the Supreme. Listen to Reflections. Then go back and listen to Baby Where Did Our Love Go and all those other great hits. Come see about me. And also, you want to YouTube or Google uh, 13th of February, our Greg and Dwayne Allman. I might be screwed up the name of that band. Uh, then Hourglass, then listen live at Fillmore East, and you'll be able to see the evolution of an artist. And I think that is fantastic. Um, I don't know. I don't know what else to talk about right now. It's Saturday night. 
I uh, have uh, secured my new barbecue pergola in my backyard. I've, it's hard to nail down stakes in the hard desert ground as much as I soak it and soak it. But I got it secured so that it will not uh, uh, to hopefully lift up and end up in someone else's backyard. That would be a mess. Uh, I'm going to do a little barbecuing tonight. I got some tiki torches out there. I'm going to relax. I'm going to take it easy. I hope you relax and take it easy too. It's important. It is important that you understand what you can do and what you can't do. You know, there's a, uh, a prayer that uh, I say on a regular basis that comes from an organization I belong, and it's God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. And I think that that is an important prayer for all of us right now, and it'll give us peace of mind, and we won't be such big jerks. Because when I realize that I can't change the guy walking around the store at the mask, there's nothing I can do about that. I just find another way. I just find another way. Okay, that's it. Hey, I'm going to be back tomorrow, 2 p.m. Sunday afternoon, 2 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, with uh, more goofy stuff, more music, more uh, uh, pseudo-pop wisdom, which is all I think that I really possess. Uh, and uh, tell you about the things I got coming up. Tomorrow night, Sunday night, I may be Zooming to you from a comedy club in Glendale, Arizona. Not Glendale, California. Glendale, Arizona. Franny Stone says, uh, you could do a show reviewing music. They have plenty of movie, movie critics doing TV shows who don't, who don't show the movies. It's an idea. Thank you, Franny. I think I will. I think I will. And Franny, we appreciate you. We appreciate all of you. Okay, love seeing your names uh, popping up here. Good seeing you, Brian. Good seeing each and every one of you. Uh, we will see you tomorrow at 2 p.m. on Mountain Standard Time on Living on a Thin Line with me, Tony Visick. Bye-bye. I speak tonight for I'll the tell you you call dignity of man. Because I can do a half hour at that.